Okay, good morning everyone. I want to share with you some thoughts on Parshas Devarim. And then after that, we're going to discuss uh, Tishabav. Parshas Devarim, as we've been doing the last couple of Fridays, we're now on our site, rabbidg.com. And uh, there are two uh, different Parsha sheets on English and in Lashna Kadesh on the Ben Ashri. Uh, so this is called Elevate Your Shabbos Table. It's three Divrei Torah that you could print out every week from the site, rabbidg.com, or you could subscribe. You go to the site, you click subscribe. So three I, three um, Divrei Torah from the English, and then we're going to see something, or maybe we'll do a few from the English, and then a few from the Ben Ashri. Rashi points out that the word Chatzerois and Dizahav refer to two sins of Klal Yisrael. The Avera of Chatzerois refers to the sin of Kairach. The Avera of, which took place at Chatzerois, and the Avera of Vidizahav refers to the gold of the Egel, that Klaisra had too much gold when they came out of Mitzrayim, so what do you expect of them? The question all the Mepharshim ask is that these two tragedies are out of order. First Kairach and then the Egel, we all know the, the Chedah Egel happened earlier. Chedah Egel is in Kisisa. Parshas Kairach is much later on in the Torah. Why is Moshe rebuking the Jewish people out of order, first for the sin of Kairach and then for the sin of the Egel? So the Rebbe of Heschel of Krakow gives really a phenomenal pshat. Rashi in Parshas Yisroi says that why was... The first Dibra, Anoichi Hashem Eleikecha, in Lashon Yachid. Anoichi Hashem Eleikecha, to say Anoichi Hashem Eleikechem. Why Anoichi Hashem Eleikecha? So Rashi explains, this would give Moshe the ability to defend Klal Yisrael by, by, by the Chedo Egel. Moshe could say that Klal Yisrael thought only Moshe was not allowed to uh, worship idols, but they were free to worship as they chose. Uh, God only told Moshe, You gotta believe in me, not anybody else. And Rashi in Parshas Kairach then uh, says something differently. Kairach came to Klal Yisrael, came to Moshe and Aaron, and saying, Kulam Kedoshim, we all heard on our Sinai, Anoichi Hashem Aleikecha. So basically, from Kairach's statement, he's incriminating Klal Yisrael for the Chet HaEgal. What was Kairach's taina? Who do you think you are? We all heard on Har Sinai, Anoichi Hashem Leikach. We're all equal. Oh really, Kairach? If you all heard on Har Sinai, Anoichi Hashem Leikach, and therefore you don't need a leader, then you're toast for the Chet HaEgal. So the reason Rashi puts these Chatom out of order, first Kairach, and then the Egal, is because through the episode of Kairach, that is what incriminated the Jewish people for the Chet HaEgal. And a beautiful Chida, the Pasuk says, Uva Midbar Asher Ro'isa Asher Nisa'acha Hashem Leikecha Ka Asher Yisa Ishes Benoi B'chal HaDerech Asher Halachtem Ad Boyachem Ad HaMokem Eze The Chida quotes Rabbeinu Ephraim 
who says the word nisa'acha, literally, and in the Midbar that you saw that God carried you like a child carries his son on all the derech that you went until you come to this day. And the word nisa'acha or yisa could also mean to forgive. Nisa'acha, Alashan of Yisa Hashem Panavelecha, Viata Im Tisachatasam. So we can read the Pasuk like this. Uva Midbar Asher Ra'isa, Asher Nisa'acha Hashem Alekecha. That Hashem forgave you. The way we read this Pasuk is in through the desert. Hashem forgave Nisa'acha Hashem Alekecha. Why? Why does Hashem forgive us? We've said so many times over the years that the reason why Klal Yisrael is able to do tshuva is because Hashem's relationship with us is that of a father to a child. And av shemachal al kvoidoi, kvoidoi machal. A father who overlooks his insult, his insult is overlooked. However, melech shemachal kvoidoi, ein kvoidoi machal. So the Chida points out that if nesoacha can mean forgiveness, the end of the Pasuk follows seamlessly. You know why God forgave you? Kasha Yisa Ishes as the father forgives his son. Now we are now in the month of Av. And despite the fact that in the month of Av, Klal Yisrael has been struck with many tragedies over the years, especially on Tisha B'Av, be it by Yisrishan, be it by Yisheni, be it Beitar, be it Tornus Rufus, be it the Ched Hamaraglim, World War One, Spanish Inquisition, and as we heard at the beginning of this year, personal tragedy. Nevertheless, the month of Av, we still remember Hashem's are of Harachaman, and this prepares us for the month of Elul, because through the power of Hashem's fatherhood to us, He is able to forgive us. Okay, I want to share with you um, I want to share with you a few Divrei uh, Torah of the Ben Ashri, Parshas Devarim. Let's see if we can get this up here. Yeah, Devarim. Okay, are you able to see that? Um, a little blurry. A little blurry, really? One second. Oh, is that better? Okay. I want to share with you an interesting thought. I have to say, I was not really aware of it. And... It stems from the writing of the Baal Shem Tov. It's an interesting idea and probably worthwhile to clarify. Rashi says on the words, Eilat Dvar Mashadibar Moshe, that because these are words of rebuke, Moshe Rabbeinu alluded to it. He didn't say, you guys worship the golden cow. He said, Vidi Zahav, a location called a lot of gold. He didn't say, you, you uh, messed up with the episode of Kairach. He just said, the city... Uh, the location called Chatzerais. And Rashi says, because these are words of rebuke, 
and it listed all the places that we angered God, so it doesn't say it explicitly, it says it Bederech Remez. And the Mepharshim are Matmiya, they all question, what do you mean? And uh, right after this opening, Moshe does go through all the sins quite explicitly. So it very, very nice in the beginning, it's only alluded to, but ultimately Moshe says it as it is. So the Ben Lashri has a few interesting ideas on this. He says an idea based on a Pasuk in Mishlei. In Mishlei, the Pasuk says, Musar Hashem Bini Altimas. Literally, the rebuke of God, my son, do not be disgusted with. Meaning, if Hashem reprimands a person, don't be disgusted by it, accept it, the Ahava. But the Mepharshim say it can mean something else. Musar. When you give Musar to Klal Yisrael, Hashem, Hashem asks, Bini, my son, Altimas, don't make him disgusting. Which means when you need to rebuke someone, if you're a rabbi, or a rav, or a father, or a parent, or a brother, and you need to rebuke someone, don't say the sin of the offender explicitly. You know why? Because if you say their sin explicitly, you're going to awaken a mekatrig, the accuser against the person. And you see, the mekatrig, the satan, always goes to God and says, Rebani Shalalam, you know, this person did this Avera, he did that Avera. So Hashem says, I don't, I don't listen to you. You're one witness. Your testimony is not admissible. <clears throat> However, when a darshan says, Oh, you guys, you violated A, B, C, and D. So the Makachik says, Okay, I got my second witness. So he comes to God and he says, God, these Jews are rotten. God says, Nah, your testimony is not admissible. What do you mean? Harav Hagoyin Rav Minchas Pinchas, he also agrees with me. I'm going to summon him as a second aid. And that's when the Kalah is in trouble. This is the meaning of that which it says, Al Tashes Yadcha Imrasha, Hamakatrig Abnei Yisrael, Liyais Gamata Eid Chamas. Literally, Al Tashes Yadcha Imrasha. One should not join hands with the Russia, namely the Makatrig, that the you too should be an aid to cause the Makatrig to, to harm us. So what does Moshe Rabbeinu do? Moshe Rabbeinu rebukes us, Beremez. And in his mind, he's thinking, Dizahov Egal, Chatzerois Kairach. Now, Malachim, they don't know what we think. Toysus and Shabbos says in Yerbez and Yerbez, Malachi don't know what we think. So then the Satan doesn't know what we think either, really. In that case, when Klal Yisrael heard the Musr, Bederech Remez, so the Gedolei Yisrael, they understand it, they understand the Musr, and they're able to, so to speak, rectify the sin at its root, and then once the sin is rectified and corrected, it's... Uh, then Moshe Rabbeinu could then say it explicitly because it's already taken care of, it's already fixed up. And the Ben Lashri uses this approach uh, to explain uh, two more items. Namely, the rebuke of Moshe Rabbeinu begins with the words, Eileh HaDvarim. Now, we find the expression Eileh HaDvarim elsewhere, like in Sefer 
Um, in Parshas Yisroi, it says, Eile hadvarim asher tedaber al Yisrael. Rashi says, Leipachas leyoser. Nothing less and nothing more. Moshe Rabbeinu taught the Torah exactly as it is. Now that's important to know. That's necessary to say. As we want to make sure Moshe didn't subtract and he didn't add. Aber! Why does it have to say by the Toichacha over here, he didn't subtract and he didn't add? The point being, says the Ben Ashri, it's to teach that here Moshe Rabbeinu, he gave Musr to Klal Yisrael. And he did it in a very delicate way. He didn't say the sin explicitly. He said it with Remez. And he didn't add and he didn't take away. To indicate and to teach that when you rebuke a tzibor, you should do it and only insinuate the sin and not say so explicitly. Because until you say it explicitly, Hashem tells us, Satan, we need a second witness. And that is why we are warned. And the Baal Shem writes this in Parshas Mishpatim, Al Tashis Yadcha Imrasha Lihiyais Aid Hamas. We don't want to join forces and be the second witness with the great Makatreg in Shamayim. And then finally, the the Ben La'ashri says, this may explain even uh, in a better way, why at first Moshe Rabbeinu is only Merame's their sin, and then says it explicitly. And that is, in the beginning he only wanted to mention it uh, and insinuate it, because if he were to say it explicitly, he would be joining forces with the Satan and being the Katrig on Klal Yisrael, and uh, that would be a violation of Atashis Yadcha and Rasha Liyas Eid Hamas. However, once he insinuates it, and Klal Yisrael get the message, and they do tshuva me'ahava, they do tshuva out of love, then all the averos turn into mitzvahs, so then Moshe could say it explicitly, because all the sins have already been transformed. So Moshe begins by only insinuating their sin. The Jewish people pick up the message, and they do tshuva out of love. Once they do tshuva out of love, so Moshe could say it explicitly, because uh, this is similar to an idea we once mentioned from the Tferes Yisrael. Why is it that on Yom Kippur, we have this happy tune for Ashamnu. Ashamnu Boganu Gazalnu Divarnu Na 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 na. You know, it's a nice little jingle. Why are we singing Besimcha uh, about all of our sins? Because we try to do Tshuva Me'ava and all the sins are turned into mitzvahs. So once we did Tshuva, so Moshe Rabbeinu is able to say the sins explicitly. Alright, these are five ideas on Parshat Varm. If you want to hear all the Ben Ashris on the Parsha, you could go to the OU site, and where you have this week the Ramban on Sefer Devarim, Balaturim on Sefer Devarim, and the Ben Ashri. And I want to share with you something on Tishabav.